Cupid the Song, Season 7, Episode 36, where we watch King of Collectibles, Season 1, Episode 1. And what motivates me is competition, ego, and money. I'm Chris Lorenz. You ever kill anyone? What are you, writing a book? This is Brian. She got a PhD in Beanie Babies. This is not a Maximillionaire. Okay. All right. Was, so those those are all quotes from the show we watched this week. But last week we watched Race to Survive Alaska. We put a poll up on Twitter, and you guys voted a top third show. Ooh. You guys agree with us? Noah, what show did we watch this week? Ken Golden and his savvy team run the thrilling action venturing inside a leading auction house specializing in rare collectibles. This is King of Collectibles, The Golden Touch on netflix uh thank you noah uh this is kind of a not really even that much of a spin on junk on the what's the pawn stars, pawn stars. It, it's i almost of, said junkyard wars for some reason and i'm like that's obviously wrong i mean pawn stars spawned a lot of different auction shows and selling shows and this took pawn stars to a whole whole other level it's not just like people trying to sell like random shit for like a little bit of money it's like this is like legit stuff and they have a value for it you know we watched extreme couponing which is like a version of the show about a hundred times worse (laughs) yeah (laughs) where yeah they just bring it down (laughs) Where they tried to, I don't know, whatever. It doesn't matter. It was terrible. I like extreme couponing. Wait, wait. It wasn't extreme couponing. It was like uh, something to do with like they would get pallets of stuff and they oh. would try to resell it. Oh, yeah. Oh, whatever that show. Yeah, like, I remember what you're talking about. It was like, um, no, no, figure it out. Yeah. It was like yeah. just generally like um, the storage wars or something like that but it like wasn't storage that. wars it, right yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah well no we'll find out what it is um so this show extreme what extreme, extreme unboxing yeah so extreme unboxing not extreme couponing i don't think we've done extreme couponing did we not no, we, have. Like, we definitely did yeah we definitely I, did. Okay. I thought we did it with like supermarket sweep or something like that very memorable know. very memorable yeah. show no because like i remember this one person like she had like this whole thing of like different cereals she would get specifically. Um, and she had like just stock and stock of cereals. Just we did it. There's a lot of work to that. And it's kind <laughs> okay. of impressive, All but right, it's not guys. as interesting as this. We're very excited about the show. I'm excited so, about this. So, so this show is like those shows where they have like three or four storylines and they're coming back between each one and they're all going up for auction. So everything they're talking about, it's worth X amount, but their commission is worth, you know, sub X. Why? Yeah, this is the same thing about like Pawn Stars and everything. Like if you're buying something off of another person, you need to buy it lower than the value it's worth because you need to make some money. And then there's also like a risk of like, it's no, not no, worth, no, it's no, not no, going to no. sell for much, as much as that. No, so, no, no, no. Yeah. No. This show is all about making a deal with you that you would get like 80% and they get 20%. No. Yeah. Yeah. No, 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 no. Nothing was like 80%. Yeah, it was. was. The the original owner 
gets 80% yeah, of that's the cost of the sale and Golden gets 20%. That's exactly pawn stuff. That is not how pawn stars work. Pawn Star like like sold you most of the value, and then you would get like no like, no no Pawn Star. No, oh, yeah, Pawn's like a they're like bu- literally buying it off you to sell it later. Like, and this show is putting that up for auction. You get eighty percent when the auction is finished, and then they get twenty percent of the overall sale. I don't. I don't think. I thought they made like 80% of the sale and then like the commission was like 20% only if it's sold. No. Yeah. If yeah. it doesn't yeah. sell, then they yeah, don't get like any they, commission. They, they never made the 80% off the deals. Like it was always like yeah. a lower percentage because like the, the original owner owns that shit. No, 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 no. So, right. okay. I'm so confused. All right. So, so, so for I, example, I, like, I have a baseball, right? That is signed by Derek Jeter. I don't know how to find people who want this baseball. So I go to Golden. I'm like, yo, sell this baseball. And they're like, cool. We got it. We just sold it. We sold it for 100 bucks. I'm going to give you $80. No, I said, now I got $80 in my pocket and Golden gets $20. Yeah, that's exactly what I was saying. Pod Stars doesn't work like that, though. Yeah, it does. It does not. Be- no, because like you're selling that for that thing. And then like you're expecting to like make like a small commission on it. So like you're, you're making. 20% more potentially. It's a, it's the exact same business model. It it's, is a little, it's a little different, right? So in Pawn Stars, they're buying it from you and they believe they can resell it at a higher value where Golden, they're not trying to like get you to sell it to them cheaper, right? Their incentives are a bit more aligned. Yeah, it's more of a cooperative. Like these yeah. guys are like, yeah, you want to sell that because you're going to get – Six million, I'm only gonna make six hundred. Don't worry about that. But you're gonna make six mil. So, but like Pawn Stars is like, oh, this thing, you want me to buy this thing? Well, you know, the cheaper I buy it, the better right. it is for oh, me. Look, look at that little dent on it, man. That that yeah. dent 50% yeah. off. I can't. It's like it, that yeah. beanie baby lady. It would be like, yeah. well, you know, now it's only worth like five hundred. Look at, so look at that. You, I'll, I'll give you like it has a slouch back. You can't sell it. <laughs> like, I'll give it to you for 50. I'll get I'll give 50 bucks for it. Whereas these people are like, yeah, let's put it up for auction. It'll go for 250. You make 200 bucks. Like it, it's way more like let's go versus like, yeah, uh, I don't know. That Screw is about, you over. That is about the only thing that makes a difference that like that's such a big difference. It it is, but at the same time, like you still need to have like realistic like selling value. Like, well, yeah, well, that that's where the incentives start to depart, almost like a, a real estate agent, right? Because they're only making twenty percent off of the commission, right? Like the variable difference has to go up so much higher for them to actually make make like a meaning, meaningful difference, right? And so that that's where it's like with the jersey, they're like, just sell it, you know? Like, obviously, they want to get paid. Where the real owner is like, no, 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 I want this much, which we can get into that plot line. Yeah, I'm just but, saying like, that, like, no, no. <laughs> They were never making 80%, like, straight up. Like, calm down, Brian. No. Calm down. Like, I'm just saying that when you're watching Pawn Stars, I feel kind of sleazy because those guys aren't necessarily trying to rip them off, but they kind of are. So, whereas this show, your incentives are in line, like, hey, go give me that you know, Babe Ruth baseball, signed baseball. We could put that up. We can make 50 million. You can make 50 million. You know, meanwhile, you know, they, everyone makes money in this transaction. The people like everyone in the show makes money. 
Whereas like in Pawn Stars, only like one guy gets money, but like they're almost kind of disappointed most of the time. Everybody's always disappointed with like a pawn shop. Yeah, I just don't understand. That's that's why they're different. That whole thing, they're different. No, so (laughs) okay, with a traditional pawn shop, I'd be like, okay, you're selling this because you desperately need money. With this specific pawn shop now, they are selling it because they think that they can make a bunch of money, and then the pawn. like Pawn Star Shop is also trying to buy because they know they can make money because now they're popular. Like it, it has now become this whole thing. If we're talking season one, it, yes, it's a different thing of like actual pawn shop. All right, let's move on from this conversation. Let's talk about Ken Golden, the owner of this establishment, and the he kind business. of is yeah. the business is called uh, Golden Auctions. And he's the head owner, and this is the company we follow. And it like this guy's got an interesting history. He started selling um, like baseball cards in the '80s in the company, and he would get people to sign on exclusive contracts for like autographs. So he would have the exclusive rights to like Ken Griffey Jr.'s like baseball cards that year signed baseball cards and then be able to sell them for more because they're much more rare with his company until baseball cards fell apart in the 90s and did they like yeah i didn't know that yeah baseball cards are worth fucking garbage really i have no idea you know especially what especially in the 90s when i was growing up like no one they weren't worth anything People thought they were worth something, and that yeah, was or, or, more in the early '90s. But like, as soon as 2000 runs around, like, no one, you couldn't sell a baseball card. Huh? Yeah, I had no clue. That was actually something interesting because, like, I grew up thinking that baseball cards were valuable, and then as like time grew on, you you saw that it wasn't. But then you also see stuff like Pokemon cards or Magic cards, and it's like, why the fuck are those valuable? And why are like some of these like rare cards like don't, they don't seem as valuable? Well, I mean, coming to twenty twenty three, you definitely have an uptick in like collectibles. So yeah. like those baseball cards that were worthless might be worth something today. And magic, those magic cards are worth more today because like they're rare. You can you can't really still play with them, but they are rare. No. So like, I, but I mean, I'm just saying like twenty twenty three is not. 2000 when it comes to collectibles no and uh, you also couldn't play with like baseball cards because i mean what the hell does that mean to play with baseball cards you, you put them on your shelf yeah it, it, they were purely for display and that's everything a, that's else like everything with collectibles right like i think like one of the things that really shines through in the show is how all these collectibles have no intrinsic value right it is purely the story that golden can sell about the thing you know but inherent value is like zero yeah well i'd argue that some of the things in this auction have like historic value but i mean it is value you've given to it that is put into a private hand it's just kind of it is kind of weird it's it's like you personally are putting value on it it's all a story right like i think like the presidential hair is like a good example right it's like you know at at what point you know is that really not valuable like they're selling the story of like 
you now have a piece of history and like tied to the moon landing and all these things, you know, like, you know, they're weaving that. And that's what oh, I mean. They're right. That was one of the stupidest things I think they did in the show was they have like a, they do this like infographic around things and the infographic around the hair was like, you know, the guy, the barber used to be the president's barber and like, like kept all the hair and gave it to his son and now his son is selling like all this hair and it's just like why like what is that well how does that make it worth something well I mean, they definitely want to like the whole thing is establishing provenance or provenance right like like so, like how do you prove that this is like you know like jfk's hair i mean that's got to be a big part of their business but like that's like a big part right that you actually can trace it back to a believable enough state. Yeah, and that's I, like believable enough. I'm okay with people proving that. I guess I kind of wonder where the practicality of a collectible lies. So, like, think about like baseball cards, like anything else like that. Like, what what is it that's going like, to define the value besides just like, oh yeah, like this is something printed at the time or something that belonged to somebody else that was at a historical point? Like, it. I think for some people, there are some people where I think it could give you joy having like, you know, Babe Ruth's baseball on your wall or whatever. Yeah. Seeing so for, like, just like, you know, you, you feel joy out of it. Yeah. You grew up with them. Like you saw them like experience so much amazing moments. Like that's totally, that's a different story than like me buying a Babe Ruth baseball card or baseball because I didn't grow up with Babe Ruth. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But there, I mean, there is this whole, like, as we talk about these collectibles, this is, there's this, I, there's definitely some people on the back end of these things. It happened with the, people got called out for video games where, like, they were, like, buying super rare, like, 10 out of 10, like, rated video games. And then they would just buy them between themselves until it's worth, like, $100,000 or whatever. Then sell it to some schmuck that thinks it's worth a hundred thousand dollars because people on the back end have been just like kind of quote unquote buying it, you know, back and forth and really only losing like commission fees or something. So like there's definitely like trying to sell this narrative that this thing is worth this much money because it was bought for this much money. But you like, sometimes, you know, the person that bought it just bought it to resell it later. And it's not really worth the value that they bought it at to begin with. Cause they're all the one making it all up. Yeah, it's like a weird version of art, right? Like, ultimately, you know, it has value because people believe it has value. Like, yeah, I mean, it can't, but it can be quickly put into like a Ponzi scheme. Um, I don't, yeah, I don't think where you get the well, I mean, like that direct definition, but like a scam. Yeah, the video game stuff like really highlighted how much you can control the value of a specific set of products. And it, this could easily, if it wasn't for like them recording this, it could easily be a case of like, okay, I'm just going to inflate the value of this jersey and make sure that like it sells for like X amount of value. But then they won't find the buyers, right? Like that's why they, they have to find the market for it. You know? No, but I'm saying is if they make up the market long enough, the market might just come along. Yeah, like the, if, if you're controlling, then they, that's the market price. You, you know what I mean? No. Like they're not the only game. No, no, I'm saying that they're manipulating the market price by claiming it was bought. So, say, I get it. No, 
I get what you're saying, but that assumes they have a captured market, which they don't. No, yeah, yeah I, there's other marketplaces that deal in these. Yeah, companies. I mean that assumes you didn't pl- like part of the scam is that you own the majority of like you own the majority of JFK's hair because he was the barber of JFK and this is all the hair. So now I'm going to sell a strand of hair, you know, for X amount of dollars. And then the next time it comes up, I'm going to buy it for more. Like, no, I, I, I get it. But like, I think they just don't have a monopoly on these commodities, right? Like if, if they have monopoly, yeah, they can set monopoly pricing to a two degree. But yeah, I think, I mean, that that's what they want. They have a monopoly on like this JFK, not JFK, the like Ken, Kenny, Jackie Robinson, Jackie Robinson, oh. <laughs> Jackie oh. Robinson, you know, Jersey. They have one. Yeah. Right. They, they have it. If it went up for auction a couple times before this and like they didn't actually find a buyer, but they said it was sold for like 500,000 and then like a million. And then they put it up like, oh, the last time the sold was a million. Yeah. It could be like it looks like it's worth a million, and it could be worth nothing. This one, like I know what you're arguing, but even for the Jackie Robinson one, they said there are about like forty to fifty jerseys, roughly out there. Yeah, it doesn't and, matter how many jerseys there are. But no, no, but that means there are other auctions, there's other data points out there for people to understand. Yeah, all that matters like, is this last one sold for five hundred thousand. Other people put theirs up. They're like, oh, this is worth five hundred. That's what they're expecting. I know, but you're saying that they they can create a fake market, and I'm, I think that the argument is no. There's information out there, like they don't have full control. That, that's what I'm saying. Like they don't, you know, people they, are willing. To- I you argue they don't have full control, but some things they do have full, like more control than you think over. Maybe, like I, I I do agree with the path they're going, where like if they create this like brand new kind of category, like presidential nose hair let's say right it's like probably no one else's presidential nose hair let's call it you know then it's like sure you know but i, I mean I all you just need not one of one all you just need is like something that doesn't go for auction all the time a lot i guarantee you the jackie robinson jerseys don't go up for auction all that often yeah i mean I, it just like isn't gonna happen so like at that point you can play you can manipulate the market is all i'm saying and i think you would agree to me that, that could happen. Not that it all. I'm not saying it always happens. I'm not saying it like is something that is conceivably happens for everything. It just can happen, and it did it happen can. with. It you did happen with video games. games. Yeah. yeah, it happened with video games. I promise you, and but I think it's continually games, happening. The video games, though, you're talking about like Xbox and Sony, like Microsoft and Sony, like no, 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 no. no, no, no. I'm talking no. about. Somebody went around and kind of bought up like the vast majority of like some old video games. Like if they yeah. found old video games that uh, like people liked a lot, they would just buy it. And right. then they started selling them for a lot, like rating them really high and yeah. like putting them in boxes and having these rating companies. And like they manipulated yeah. the market by selling it between themselves until it was worth a lot of money, made headlines. And then they sold it again. That- that's just having a monopoly. It's it's not a monopoly. It is. Well, I mean, it means part part like they you, there's, you there's other people would still to have these things, but they made it seem like this thing was worth a hundred thousand dollars because they sold it to themselves. Is that that's not that's not a monopoly? That is collusion of the market. 
Maybe. It is. What do you mean, maybe? Because, like, they're not forcing anyone to buy it, right? And it's not they, a, like, But they're making the market thing. seem like it's worth that much. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, but, like... And, you're, and then you're like, well, since his buddy didn't actually pay him, but it well, looked like they bought it, it's like a data point, and you could tell the other data point. Like, fuck you. I, get it. I, I think it depends, though, on what it was. Like, if this was for, let's say, um, gas or water, garbage, like like some, like, necessity... Then yeah, I think clearly like, things that go for auction and clearly don't get manipulated by the market at all, ever. Energy never, no one ever manipulates the gas market, Noah. Ever, never happens. No one <laughs> does that. No, no one has billions of gallons of oil they sell every year that set the price. Like no one does that. But I'm, but that's the argument. Like when you have resources that are critical for well-being then I think this argument carries weight. But when you have something that people are going to sp- spend hopefully discretionary income on, you know, I think it's it's more of like, well, they chose to buy it. They didn't need to buy it. Well, I would encourage you to read up on the scam. And I'm tired of, I'm not arguing over it anymore. I'm not talking about it anymore, Noah. We're going to move on to yeah, items yeah. that they were talking yeah, about yeah, yeah. in the show because I don't give a fuck and you guys can believe whoever the fuck you want to believe. Okay. okay? So they take place in New Jersey and they really like to play up to their New Jersey uh, locale. There, there's a lot of Jerseyness happening in the show. Brian, like what? what's your favorite like what? Jersey? I mean, like Brian's quote is one of them. <laughs> I mean, Big Bob was probably the most, like, New Jersey, New York kind of thing in the show. He's, like, a tall guy wearing, like, leather and a black hat and sunglasses. He looked like he was going to beat you up any second. Definitely, like, if you tried to steal, like, he will kill you because your life is probably worth less than the product he's carrying. At least he thinks so. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we could talk cool. about so Jackie Robinson. So Jackie Robinson is kind of the auction they're trying to set up for this show. Yeah. Uh, so they have they got some sort of yearbook that they claim is worth ten thousand dollars, which their commission is two thousand dollars. Unclear if that means they would sell it for twelve hundred and give them ten thousand, they would get two, or no, no, no. the other person so, would get eight. No, no, no. Sell for ten thousand, or this other person gets eight. Okay, yeah. okay. Yeah, they're, they're playing like a whole thing with this. Like they have a lot of Jackie Robinson memorabilia. Yeah, and they so have a the first one of it. All star used bat, seven hundred fifty thousand, one hundred fifty thousand commish, which is more than twenty percent. If my math in my head works out, then they have a handwritten letter. They say is worth twenty four thousand. Uh, they get five thousand. This is the the main thing of the show is there's 1951 home game used jersey, and this guy who goes to get it, uh, Dave, he goes out to some buyer, and he has to get this jersey no matter what, and he, he this is a great way to make a deal. Uh, so the guy says, I only want to sell for ten million, but uh, Golden says it's only worth five million. But they put it up, they get it anyway, which we can get into that auction in a bit. 
but there was also some sort of uh, baseball at somebody's house that they did this whole bit around that was pretty terrible. But they were trying to set up this whole like auction for the 75th anniversary of Jackie Robinson, yeah, breaking the color barrier. Just, I think that was a good theme. I like a themed auction. I think the theming this is pretty good. When they veered off the theme, I didn't particularly like it that much. But when they stick with the theme, it was pretty good. Well, I mean, like they went to that one person's house to get more sports memorabilia, but then they instead got something else. Whoa, whoa, whoa. They knew exactly what they were picking up there. They were just like trying to like make a sale. That was it. Yeah. So <laughs> these two guys, which I think are the best part of the show, which to oh, Noah's yeah. degree, they're, they got some New Jersey in them. I would say New York, New Jersey for sure. And they go to this guy's house. He's got like crazy sports memorabilia. Like, a signed wall of footballs, a signed wall of baseballs from like top baseball, top football players. Like, yeah. yeah. And he, they get beanie babies instead of this baseball, which he does have a Jackie Robinson baseball. And he's like, and they're like, you're going to sell that. And he's like, nah, <laughs> like yeah. there was no way they were coming. They just are there for the camera crew to get the shot of the baseball. Well, it, it tees up, right, that, like, I think, I like that this, there's a storyline because it shows the middlemen involved in this type of marketplace, and it also creates this dynamic where, um, I forgot the guy's name, but uh, let's call him Eric. Like, Eric is, like, testing these middlemen. Like, hey, can you move my product at a good price? You know, so he gives them the test of the Beanie Babies, and if they do good, he's like, cool, you can take my, 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 my balls in Jersey. I wrote down his name was Robbie Davis Jr., but definitely not correct. The white guy, the buyer. The oh no, the buyer no. Oh. The the two guys, the middleman, the bad guy, the like, the two guys that Chumley. went, the Chumley, the Chumley, <laughs> the Chumley guy, the what Chumley guys, which were great. They were the best part. He had they like were... he had some jiggling going on. Oh, you get some jiggling. <laughs> I wasn't even like I just like I just know Chumley like goes and does random shit like I wasn't like no no, like, no 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 it's Robbie Robbie I'm gonna call him Robbie because that's what I remember. yeah Robbie Senior Robbie Junior see get your jiggling you gotta get your jiggling jiggle, jiggle. Was, yeah it's Robbie Davis Senior Junior I I don't know what jiggling is but you gotta get your jiggling I think it means money in your pocket probably oh oh that makes so much sense i was so confused i thought it was just like that's your john gotta get john on or something like yeah. i like i didn't know what jiggling like it could just be anything it could what is john it, it, it could exactly what is a john <laughs> jiggling good jiggling he was the best care he was the best every time he was on the screen i liked him Very you probably just follow him on the show because ken you're boring. No one cares. No one cares about your daughter and her quote unquote going to the bathroom in your office, which that was a terrible. I, I need to see this toilet. I do not think there's a toilet in that office. Oh. Do you think she just pee in the corner then? I she didn't fucking pee, Brian. They just played the flush sound and had her walk around the corner. That was it. That was it was the stupidest bit. It was really stupid. And this is a stupid bit. If you were to take up reality shows and I show you this bit, and you're like, 
that's fucking mm-hmm. stupid. Like that's boring yeah. AF. No one cares. Especially about a show about you selling memorabilia. Why are we cutting away from fucking memorabilia to talk about somebody fucking using the bathroom? Like no one cares. Yep. We've talked about this for way too long. <laughs> I'm just bringing something to this podcast, okay? <laughs> Anger, animosity. Anger. So let's clean up. Let's close out this beanie bag, beanie baby. Beanie bags. Beanie bags. Uh, so they did do a cool thing with the beanie bags where they did show like an infographic and told you that beanie babies were the first one to use like beanies or something. Some sort of. Yeah. They, they specifically use beans. Oh, sorry. Go on. No. It's a PVC pellets. PVC pellets, which gave them a distinctive look, which I did not know. As a kid, I like I don't know. I don't know. I don't know life before Beanie Babies, really. Right. Um. So that's why they were. That's why I guess the initial one of the initial things was like they look different. So that was kind of cool to learn a bit about Beanie. But like, obviously, if you're over the age of like twenty five, you know about Beanie Babies. But if you're under the age of twenty five, it taught it like told you what they were, why that might be worth worth a lot, which you know you can roll your eyes at. Yep. They also employed a lot of artificial scarcity, which now like other companies like the people who do squishmallows do. And uh like pop does. Yeah, it I, I mean everyone. I mean everyone knew about this because this is how you know baseball cards did it, which you know I wasn't gonna talk about this yet, but we, we could transition right into this other baseball card that is the other part of the show, which is we have Ken. He flies in his private jet, which Fuck does you. he own or not own? I don't know. Uh, then he flies to go somewhere wherever Drake is. Claims that he Toronto. goes to Drake. Toronto. And the, claims he goes to Toronto with Drake to open up. What do they call it? Box break box box. Break. break. Yeah. So breaking boxes is like a pretty common thing like you'll see it on like streams and stuff where like you'll get like a box of like pokemon cards or magic cards or baseball cards and then like open it up to see like what you get i'd argue this is kind of a new phenomena no maybe back in the day you'd get together with your friends and you'd open up like cards together but like streaming it on the internet i don't remember that until like logan paul did it a couple years ago no and i think that like what helps with authenticity too is just now you have it recorded and it's like you open it and everything you can record like from its opening that it's undamaged and everything else or sorry not even undamaged untouched by like ungloved hands because like if you go on those streams like you'll see them like with like white glove treatment just making sure that everything is does not get the oil of your fingers on it i'll tell you what brian I definitely go. Don't go on these. No, no shot. <laughs> but I do not care. But during this, like Drake and Ken live opening, they found a. We get. We got to talk about this quote unquote found a Michael Jordan rookie card, and some other Drake found some other rare yeah. card in his. And I'm just like, okay. I mean, I don't really care. I don't really like. I don't know. Okay, so you watch these unboxing videos, Brian. Are you supposed? I assume you're supposed to get excited when they open one of these up and they find the rare ones, right? Yep. 
Yeah. That's that's the goal. It's like the it's like the slot machine thing when the thing goes off and you're like, and you get all the money. Yeah. I, yeah it, I just it's it's watching people gamble. But like yeah. this guy Ken has a fucking private jet. Like I don't want him to have that card. Fuck him. I want Drake it's to have the card. The chase. Yeah, it is the thrill of the chase. Like that that is the excitement. It doesn't matter like who's doing it, it's just the thrill of like somebody unlock this, you get to see it, and then cool. Share. I guess you people are if you share the excitement that this guy gets it, then you know, you get excited. Yeah, and then they're just like raking money because like they can buy a billion boxes and then out the of the ones that they show, they get cool stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, yeah, that, that that was it. Do you know that mm. eventually Golden does actually auction off this card? Oh, really? So, I mean, I kind of figured that it was foreshadowed, but. Yeah, so who knows who gets this card? But as a storyline probably set up this whole season, he auctioned. So they said the card is worth $1.5 million, but it was auctioned off for $2.4 million was the final it's weird that like there's like a, almost a 66 percent jump in value like oh it, it was never valued in that like at least credence like uh noah's thing of like oh it wasn't like the actual market value but then how I'm did just it get telling to this you that value? this company made this value this, yeah this card was made in 2020 and you know they sold it in 2022 or whatever so it's like this company made something worth two point four million dollars out of thin air. I mean, someone believes it's worth that much. It. Yeah, exactly. No one's manipulated the market. We know that. Uh, but apparently, <laughs> it won a record for <laughs> the most amount of money sold for a card found and sold in the same year. So somebody opened the pack in 2022, sold it in 2022, most value of any card that's ever happened. Yeah. I think the big question for me is like, why is Drake getting involved? Like, that dude's got money. Like, I'm sure this is easy money, but like, really, Drake? Wow. Yeah, but for Drake, here, here's what, here's what looks happens. If you're Drake, you have millions of dollars. You like opening these packs. You, you like the gambling aspect of it. You get a card that's worth money. It's like, hey, Brian, my assistant, here, take this card, go sell it, give me some more money. Like it, it probably makes him money, and he enjoys I mean, doing it. It definitely does make him money, like no, no doubt. And there's like, like no extra know. work on it. He gets the fun part. He gets yeah. to open the cards. If he really likes it, then th- that makes the most sense. Like he just happens to enjoy. He it. looked pretty excited about opening the cards. No. Oh yeah. Ken didn't look. Ken didn't look excited opening the cards. He Drake looked excited. He was nervous. He oh Ken wanted God. to like figure out like whether you actually made money or not. Yeah. Oh my! You God. know, like this just that, like there's a lot of ways Drake can make money. You know, and so I if, I, I can believe he just really likes it, and so then like that's the end of it. Um, but like if there was a lot of ways, if this was a way to make a lot of money, you'd see a lot of other very famous people doing this, and I just don't see that as often. 
And that's why I'm like, oh, maybe, maybe they're the ones manipulating the market in the back end, bro. Yeah. Well, you don't know. They're just buying up all the cards, selling each other. <laughs> all right, let's get to questions. I can't talk about this shit for much longer. <laughs> Who's the worst human being? Golden. The manipulators in the background. Right? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, for sure. Uh, I mean, I saw Logan Paul in the opening scene. Yeah, uh, I would vote him. <laughs> I guess he's technically in this show. Yeah, but he's he's not in the the actual episode, so I can't actually vote I mean, for that. We know that Big Bob has buried some bodies. But... He's fine. He seems chill. He's not gonna fuck with you but if you don't fuck he? with him. He buried bo- Big Bob buried bodies. Yeah, like, like I'm just not fucking with the dude. Like it, like as, he seems jolly as long as you don't fuck with him. But he might have killed someone. Logan Paul, you might not like him. I don't think he's killed people. We don't know that. Uh, <laughs> is it Dave for taking that, like, um, taking the uniform, knowing full well they're most likely not selling it and just using it to pump up their other auction items? No, because Golden was, like, the one who ordered it. He was following orders, otherwise he's going to get fired. I just don't believe the storyline that much. Well, that's a different story. Like, we have to go with the story that was being told on Netflix by the producers. And so, yeah. like all it takes is for Ken, like this is a high value item, brings attention to the site. So Ken needs it, but the seller doesn't want to sell it. So like, but the seller's like, oh, if I set some sort of astronomical value, we'll sell it. And they don't reach it. Like what, like, does that devalue Ken's business? Cause he didn't actually sell the thing. Oh yeah. Yeah. To- yeah. Totally. Right. Cause he wants to be known. Like, there's other auctions right out, out there. Right. And so he's wants to make sure people say, look, I can bring you pretty valuable stuff and you can move it quickly. If, right. If you sell something for almost like two X, the original expected value, that's like pretty big. If you yeah. like say that, and if you take the risk and like you fail, then it's like, okay, are you going to tr- overvalue my stuff? Otherwise never sell it. Yeah. It's so, a big problem. Okay. Okay. I think the All worst right. human beings are might be the producers at Net Netflix for this one. Like, I actually do like this show, but it does come off too much as like an ad for Golden Auctions at time. And I think they really should have put the kibosh on like making it feel feel too much like, wow, Golden Auctions is amazing. Oh my god, I better go start doing this. And more of like an inside look into like what they're doing. <sighs> Do you think that Golden Auctions is the actual producers and just like gave it to Netflix to put on the air? Maybe. Maybe. Like, is this like a one eight hundred Ask Gary sitch? Yeah. I, I think this is a good call that they just went to Netflix and be like, "Look, we can make you the next Pawn Stars. Just give us ten episodes." I mean, that seems to be the better the better place in my head That's to go is to like yeah. to. You've heard of the Netflix producer, you're like, oh, I mean, look at that Pawn Stars guys. Like, you can't. Oh, it's a no brainer. Like, Netflix just needs to load up content, right? Like, if it's well made, like, fuck. Yeah. Like, yeah, that's a good point. I mean, the, the actually, before we get to our next question, we got one other minutiae I'd like to talk about, which is the Dr. Beanie Baby. Oh, yeah. How oh, do we my miss God. Her? Dr. Lori. Yeah, I was like, we can't not talk about Dr. Lori here. Um, and like it was so they, they brought this person in as like a 
She has a doctorate in what did they say? It's like antiques. Rare antiques, and she she like comes in and like explains like the if the beanie baby isn't sitting up straight or have the right proportions, it's worth less than it does. Around the beanie baby, like, and she like gives a good like smell of all the beanie babies to see if they smell or not. I'm okay with the smell piece. I, that means it's just like you exposed it to your environment more. Yeah, I mean, this, you definitely want these things to not smell. But if you put them in a case and they don't smell, like you're not going to take them out of case, right? Like, yeah, these sellers aren't giving them to their kid. Yeah, you just don't want it to be like commonly, constantly opened about that. Um, the slouching thing blew my mind. I was like, wait, 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 wait. The slouch thing. <laughs> that- I feel like something that can be manipulated very easily. And, and the fixed. stretch thing. I mean, it's, it is like if you're going to put something on your shelf to look at, yeah. the better it looks, the better, th- the more you're willing to pay for it. Like, that makes perfect sense to me. I just exactly. didn't realize Beanie Babies, like, you couldn't just, like, fix the Beanie Baby. Like, you couldn't just, like, make it sit up straight. Like, it, I don't that's know. That's the thing. That, that's why it's so impressive, because, like, no way you're thinking about that for a beanbag. <laughs> you know? like, yeah. And that's why I was like, what? <laughs> the beanbag needs to sit up. Why why isn't Cornhole use beanie babies? <laughs> Probably just looks <laughs> bad. <laughs> I think it'd be pretty fun. I mean, do it up, man. Let's buy some of those Princess Diana ones and just fucking toss them around. Oh yeah. There was some deal with like if you sold it now, the Princess Diana beanie babies five hundred, but you're speculating speculating it's worth more for Princess Diana's like 25th anniversary or 30th or whatever it is i guess 30th probably at this point so this this uh segment did make me think if i should move the the one collectible i have um so back in the mid 90s i went to a perfect game pitched by david wells um and it was a beanie baby giveaway day at yankee stadium and so I had the Beanie Baby, right? I think I saw my like I I basically put away in my closet like all the newspapers from that day, the ticket, the Beanie Baby. Like I have this all together. You could sell the whole collection, be like right. perfect um, game collection worth twenty dollars. No, but it's gonna be stinky, dude. It's gotta be stinky. Yeah, it's not gonna be slouchy. It's gonna have stretch marks. It's no good. It's no Febreze. good. <laughs> All right, all right. This is what we really need. We need some drinking rules. And I think a stock one for these shows. Anytime you see a monetary value on the screen, take a drink. Brian? Anytime you see a handshake, take a drink. Noah? Anytime you see a piece of something being put into something and saying that piece is valuable, such as a part of a jersey, some hair, a thread of something, Etc. That's care. a really good one. Like we saw that jersey being put into just this like essentially bulletproof case too. Uh, anytime you get that jiggling, every time you need that jiggling, take a drink. The jiggling, every time you take jiggle. Do you do uh, you take a jigger of your drink <laughs> on the jiggle? You gotta jiggle. You gotta jiggle. jiggle, jiggle. Uh, I got. Anytime they actually fucking make any fucking money, take a shot. <laughs> it's true we, we haven't seen them make any money and like we don't know if those yeah once them. they actually prove the value of something any, 
anytime you see the Davis family do some stuff, take a drink. Mm. AKA the Chumleys. Oh yeah, yeah. The jiggling. Yeah, the jiggling. The jiggling. Anytime you forget you're watching something about golden auctions and it feels like QVC, take a drink. All right. I think that's enough. You're probably already, you know, got alcohol poisoning. But wasted. Wasted. Every week. Every week. That's what happens to our viewers. Uh, would this show be better as a Quibi or a TikTok? 1,000%. Show this to me in a TikTok form. Maybe I won't skip it. Yeah. I, I think that, like, yeah. you know. it, it could just be broken up, like, very nicely. I would enjoy digesting this in a TikTok format. Like, if I was into collectibles, she'd be like, hey, check out our new, check out this cool jersey we got. And, like, a 30-second ad for this like you know jersey but it's like kind of cool about collectibles you know great phenomenal i think that's perfect find great audience for that you come in every day with new shit that you know could be shit you're interested in you know yep and like 35 minutes of this it's 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 gross uh so you say no though no well, I think if you focus on one collectible, then yeah, it's like a really great format. Um, so I'm on board there. Okay. I, I think it was good that this was kind of short, though. Like, they covered a lot in that 35 minutes. Yeah. Short is a verb. <laughs> uh, let's see. Who's going to hook up next? And why <laughs> Why is it the Davis people? <laughs> <laughs> No. <laughs> All right. What do you love about this show? Last question. A little second last question. Brian, what do you love about this show? I do love that it showcases a lot of stuff that I loved. Um, when I look at like Pawn Stars, it seems like they'll throw like anything and everything in there. And this seems to focus on like some pretty monumental stuff. It's stuff they're actually selling. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Noah, what do you love about this show? I like the shows where you get a look inside a niche, whether that's like the sex room show or this one, where I'm like, oh, I don't really know much about this. All right. Um, and even though obviously this is like very produced and storylines, yada, yada, like it's still, um, I found it entertaining to see like how they basically sell this business and these stories um and so i enjoy that you know what i love about the show brian nothing it's got that jiggle it's got that jiggle all right so we do our stack wrecking system between top middle bottom third some people stack rank in their stack ranks brian what do you got for me i think i'm probably gonna be an outlier right now i'm gonna put it at the bottom of the top I think that this was kind of entertaining and it was quick enough that like I would continually watch it and not be bored. Uh, no, what do you got for me? I'm pretty close to you. Like there's a part of me that wants to put in the top, but I think this needs to be middle top of the middle. The reason being like it, it's a little too produced uh, or everything's produced, but you can feel the production a little bit too much. Like with the daughter segment, you know, um, and so I don't want to put in the top for that. Uh, so middle of the top and one more minutiae I got to get in. Peyton Manning is an executive producer on this show. How do you get here? Who knows? But he is. 
Amazing. Uh, oh, we didn't like, talk about the production company. We could look up. I could look up the production company. So thinking back to this show, the bathroom scene was the only stupid piece of shit. And like, if they have like just one that like takes like a couple minutes, whatever. Like, it's not that big of a deal. Yeah. Yeah. So my rating probably is going to just. <laughs> surprise anyone listening to the show is I think it's a bottom third show. I think it's overly produced, unbelievable and very set up. I, and like parts of the show were good. You got the jiggle, you got the jiggle. If that, if he was the show, I'm all in. Sign me up for the jiggle. I need a spinoff. The jiggle, spin, the jiggle cast just to be jiggling. And uh, Ken, very boring, terrible actor, Dave, He's okay, but like it's everything. I can't believe anything in the show. Talk to you guys has made me angry. <laughs> and you know, you know, if you like these kind of shows, great. I think this is one of the better ones. By all means, watch it. Uh, Brian, you have any shout outs this week while I look this up? Um, I mean, I've con- continued with Ted Lasso, but we also didn't give a shout out to that new Zelda game that everybody's probably talking about. Oh yeah, Tears of the Kingdom. Yep. Um, and then finally, I started watching Silo, and that is a pretty dope show. I highly suggest Silo. Watch so it. good, you gotta watch Silo for yep. sure. Um, no, you have any shoutouts? Pretty similar to Brian. Uh, I got a, almost caught up on Ted Lasso. I'm in the middle of Silo. Uh, <laughs> yeah, um, enjoy that uh, subscription. Yeah, exactly. Like I don't play. Uh, video games that much these days um but if i did i probably still wouldn't even play zelda i don't have a switch and i never really got into zelda although i appreciate it a lot and i like the culture around zelda um like link and triforce like like uh, i like all the like the costumes around it and all that shit the the gear um so yeah yeah this is exactly the one where like if you have kids like you can if you have like some downtime and want to relax it's the one yeah, I don't, I don't. I just like Zelda is for me like always like a step of too much thought in games I like to play. I want very <laughs> dumb. Like I like move left to right, move up down, shoot shoot bad guy, kill kill kill. Okay. Um. Like again, like, I I appreciate Zelda and I get it. You know, it's just like, uh, I, I just don't want to think. Okay. Then never mind. This is not the game for you. Zelda is great if you like exploring. If exploring is one of your main mechanics for games, Zelda is like top notch. If you know if that's not one of the things you enjoy with a video game, you're probably you're definitely not gonna like the new ones. But definitely, like you also need to think to even grow in this game. So no, <laughs> yeah, I mean you got to think about the puzzles. There's puzzles and shit. There's no like it's like, not necessarily turn your mind off game. Like my favorite game of the past several years is Knockout City. Oh yeah, that was fun. <sighs> Multiplayer yeah. games, so tough. All right, there's no producer listed on IMDb Pro, <laughs> so <laughs> who knows? Nobody's taking credit for this. <laughs> Netflix is listed as their distributor, so <laughs> I think you uh, might have nailed it. Like they clearly know how to make content, right? They they are producing a ton of content. Yeah, they um, you, we, we saw their show in the show. Yeah, like, and they're really good at making content. And so, like, I think you have, have a real angle there where it's like, look, guys, we know how to do this. We'll we'll do it all. We'll do it all. G- 
give us some space on your AWS. That's all we need. Yeah. Uh, I'll shout out uh, Mr. Mercedes, which is kind of an old show. It was an AT&T exclusive. What? what? Show way back in the day. Yeah, they were the first ones to make the show. I wanted to watch it when it came out, but I didn't have AT and T. Like, wait, how did you watch it? Like, you don't. It's on. It's on on Peacock now. It's on Peacock. How did AT and T? Did AT and T have a channel? They produced shows that they had some AT and T thing. I don't know. (laughs) I just remember AT and T or. I'm pretty sure it was AT&T. It was some sort of phone company. I was like, well, it's not Ver- it wasn't Verizon. So, uh, Mr. Mercedes really like brutal like detective show. It's Stephen based on a Stephen King novel of the same name, which is also really good. I definitely recommend both of those things. Uh, so you got a lot of TV right now. I got Silo, Mr. Mercedes. That's an old show. Oh, AT&T owns DirecTV. So maybe so maybe it was a direct TV AT&T station or something. I just remember it was on some place I couldn't watch it and I have access to a lot of shit. So it was it was out there. Oh, they had a no, they had a channel called AT&T Audience Network. Yeah, see? You doubt. American Pay Television Channel. What? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, that that's it for us this week. You can tell us what you thought about this show on a poll on Twitter, because clearly we need somebody to break the tie. Please, we got to go ties. So, follow us on Twitter at Hoop with the Sun. Uh, if you know a better place to put these polls, let us know. We can put them there. Uh, you can uh, you can find us on Facebook.com slash Hoop with the Sun. Except I haven't been sharing our shows there. I'm sorry. I need to get Chris, back to that. Chris, what? before you wrap up, what are we watching next week? I don't know. What are we watching next week? We're taking suggestions for what we should watch next week. But our short list right now, let's see, is Match Me Abroad, which is or well or the prank panel, which is another prank show by the Jack, but now by the Jackass guys. Which after the last prank show, I'm like, do I really want to sign up for another prank show? (laughs) And Actually, this is a new one I didn't share. I shared with Brian, but um, I, the name J- Gordon Ramsay has a new show on Fox, hmm. um, which, you know, we're a new show guy. So, so maybe- I, I, I do got to say, I, I do like new shows. The prank panel, one downside, it's on ABC, so it's only going to go so far. The other part, though, they do have like, good people they have eric andre gabaret sadibi johnny knoxville i mean we, I mean, let's just do it we'll do the prank show season one episode one and pray that it is good pray pray jesus we'll see you guys next time Actually, here, guys, let's snide in here with a Mrs. Davis conversation. Whereas I haven't told Noah this, and the audience, I'm going to spoil Mrs. Davis. So if you don't want to hear, be spoiled. Let me just stop. 
I assume Noah, you don't care. No, yeah. about Mrs. Davis. So, uh, and I don't really encourage people. I like said it was good early on. I gave a shout out, but it is over now. And it is fucking batshit crazy. Okay. So the show is about a nun, right? And then the show is also about this AI, Mrs. Davis, that everyone has in their ear. And they're like, you know, doing what this AI tells them to do kind of randomly. So <laughs> the nun and this AI and this AI, the whole show really like starting the second episode is the nun trying to get the Holy grail. Mm. So the Holy grail is a real thing that she goes and tries to find throughout this whole show. And <laughs> you find out in the show that the nun is really married to Jesus Christ. <laughs> she goes in her mind, she closes her eyes, she goes to this other place and like is like married to Jesus Christ. Like she bangs Jesus Christ. She goes to this world several times and like like throughout the whole show. Like this is a big part of the show. And you find out through the show that she married Jesus because her ex-husband was going to go out on like, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Some sort of like bull riding event. And so she prayed to Jesus so that he would save his life. And that's when she married Jesus Christ to save the ex-husband's life. And you've, just like you find out the reason Mrs. D the nun can go see Jesus overall at the first place is because she finds the Holy grail and you drink out of the Holy grail for a non selfless act. Your head explodes. So this one woman's head exploded for drinking from the Holy grail. And then th her liver was transplanted into the nun and that is why the nun can go see Jesus Christ when no one else can go see Jesus Christ. What? This this is what I'm talking about. Like, this is fucking bananas. It's too much. Like, you don't need to explain this. You're just explaining all this. So, it's just, like, nuts. So, Mrs. Davis, or not Mrs. The nun finds the Holy Grail. And you find out when she drinks from the Holy Grail to destroy the Holy Grail, Jesus will disappear and she will no longer be married to Jesus because Jesus is stuck in this world thing because the Holy Grail still exists on earth. It's the last piece of Jesus that exists. So once it, once she drinks from this, she will lose her husband and Jesus Christ, but she will destroy the AI at the same time. Real, real dilemma. I only know it from the movie. Yeah, from Tomb, from Laura Croft, Tomb Raider. But, yeah, <laughs> I didn't realize it was like a piece of Jesus. I don't know what the fuck it is. This is what this guy. This is what they did on the show. Yeah, and I'll leave on this because this is still fucking. This is never all the bad shit. Shit, Mrs. Davis was an app designed for Buffalo Wild Wings. <laughs> this is in the show? This is in the fucking show. 
What? Wait, wait, Buffalo. They must have paid for this. They must Buffalo. So throughout the whole show, people are trying to earn their wings. Oh no! And that's like part of the Buffalo Wild Wings is you get the wings. So okay. they're trying to earn their wings. Oh god! Okay. <laughs> At That's what so point bad. do you think Red Bull bailed on this and they had to find a new sponsor? Maybe it's possible. Uh, there's also the whole Holy Grail thing was something in like some sort of terms of service that I kind of just, I feel like I need to go back and read exactly what it is, but like something in the terms of service says something about the Holy Grail. If you get the Holy Grail, you get your wish or something. And that's the whole thing. That's, that's the whole reason of the show. It's because this, app was written for buffalo wild wings it was released into the world and just like there's some sort of like Dude. the app wanted you to be like your per like it was just fucking ridiculous people like this show it has a 7.3 on imdb 91 percent on rotten tomatoes everybody's high as shit I would say it was it, like it was turned out to be a decent mystery show. And it was like, but the mysteries it answered. And it was kind of about religion, but kind of not. And it was, and it just like every answer to every question was just like, wait, what? What's what? And then the end, you're just like, oh, what? No. Oh, okay. And <laughs> I'm just like, I need to tell people how crazy the show is. It only excites me more about this. Like, I kind of want to watch. You can put. You can put. It's a fine side TV content kind of thing if you want. You put on the side if you really want. But it's it's not. I wouldn't say it's like the entertaining craziness. It's just like they treat these things with seriousness of like Jason Bourne. Oh, like there's there's no humor. These are just like with a straight face. Tell you. I'm married to Jesus Christ. And, oh, I could go to see Jesus Christ because I got that woman's liver. Like, it, it's like, I'm looking at you straight in the face and saying that those words with you, it is not, there's no, this is all very serious. I'm not saying it's entertaining. It's that humorous. It's humorous to talk about. It's humorous to tell you in this way. But that's, that's what I've gotten out of the show. Yeah. I mean, if you say that to me, I'm just like, I, I don't know how I'd react. <laughs> right. All right. All right. We got to go. We got to go. Uh, we'll see you guys next time. Goodbye.